Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Sunday, May 9th day, 221. It's Mother's Day. Coming right up is Revelation chapter 20 and 21, or 21 and 22, to wrap up the book of Revelation. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. The Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing marketing, advertising, helping out with the website, or helping out around here at the Tangible Church Building in number 338, Side Road 2829, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. Come on and help out with your labor, your skills, your construction materials, whatever you can bring on, help build this church. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to Email address companionchapel at gmail.com. And again, the Companion Chapel, where we're starting a Companion Chapel community here. Companion Chapel is located at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The postal code here is N0G2G0. And the phone number here is 509-706-8876. Now, please turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 21. Watch this. This is just the greatest thing, the greatest comfort. And the greatest comforting verse written in the whole Bible is coming right up. But let's go to verse 1 first. Revelation 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of her heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Okay, let's go over this a little bit. This is some great comforting verses in here, great comforting lines. A new heaven and new earth. Is God going to wipe out planet earth? No. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He loves his people and he loves his planet. The word earth here is gi. It's the same word, even though this is Greek. And back in the days of Noah, Genesis 6, it is Hebrew, but it's the same word, gi. It means distinct areas, distinct regions. God's cleansed the planet. And furthermore, the Millennium Temple is over now. This is the great eternal temple coming down, prepared as a bride, because we are part of that temple. We are, God is going to possess us as a bride. He is the husband. Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. Jerusalem, we go to the etymology of the word Jerusalem, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, a place of safety, a place of completeness. No anxieties, worries, fears. It is just the greatest place in the promises written in the councils of eternity. It is your inheritance to be there. You have to know how to claim your inheritance. Watch this, verse 3. And I heard a voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Mankind, that's us. We're coming down. We are the bride prepared for our husband, God. And that spiritually speaking, there's no procreation in heaven. We're in our spiritual bodies. And this is a great cleansing. This is a great time of getting ready to get on with life as God intended it. And as it's written in verse 3, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
verse 4, the greatest verse in the Bible. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I can barely read that without getting choked up. That's in other places, Isaiah chapter 25, 8, God shall wipe away all tears. And uh, Revelation chapter 7, I think, God shall wipe away all tears. And there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain and suffering, for those things are passed away. It's over for all the evil in the world, all the greed and gluttony, all the just human indignities and indignities to planet Earth are over. And God shall wipe away all tears. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. You can't buy it. It's free to whomsoever will. It is done. That's like saying, Amen. That's it. This is the new beginnings, and that is that. And remember, even right now, you can partake in this living waters. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, I, I feed you with the bread of life and quench your thirst with the living waters. And what that means, you don't hunger or thirst after the ways or things of the world anymore. You don't covet. You don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't covet anxiety. You don't have anxiety, disdain, hate, bitterness, suspicion, insecurity, possessiveness, all those horrible things that people conceive within them, inside themselves. And they're fed by egotism and fed by the great treasure of the world, the great Antichrist, the great instead of Christ, the most, the most vile, the vile person, Satan himself. All his demons, devils, evil spirits. Let's just read some more here. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Isn't that just the greatest thing? We inherit all things. That doesn't mean we're going to all have big houses with garages and we're just going to stuff crap in there. We have nothing because we have everything. There's no more possessiveness. It's a freedom beyond what we can possibly believe. Never covet anything anymore because we have everything. Verse 8. And here's some conditions. You better watch it. But the fearful. It just means people that don't have faith. Fearful. Timid in faith. Uh, unbelieving. That's heathen reprobates. They're, they're a drag. Heathen people. People that sit in the middle. Middle of the fence. So I believe some of God's word, but I don't believe other parts because it doesn't suit what I believe. Well, good luck with that. And the abominable. And abominable means they worshipped other things. They let, they let uh, traditions creep in in front of God. Whoremongers. That's a nasty one. That's, that's the multimedia, the education system, and people that perpetuate it. The great education system of the world. They have an agenda for radiance. Little truth. Little truth at all. They've, they've destroyed the masses' capability for critical thinking. And you should really think about that. It's all about algorithms now, whoremongers, to redirect your opinions, your interests, your beliefs. That's what whoremongers is. Sorcerers. Whoremongers is being unfaithful to God. Like, like, that's why he uses the word whore 99 times in the Bible. Sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. 
Sorcerers is pharmaceutical. That's what that means. Big pharma. There's no big pharma up there. And that includes drug dealers from the corner street drug dealers all the way to big pharma who just destroys the masses' capability for critical thinking. What do you think this vaccine's doing? You change the MNRA or mRNA of your, of your body. Your mRNA is the foreman for your DNA. And there's lots of proof out there that's not in the mainstream media that this has to, this will go into your brain too. It goes into every cell of your body and they have an agenda. And that's not um, uh, a conspiracy. It's what you put in your body. So watch out, be careful. All adulterers, that's people like idolatry and adultery. Idolatry and adultery is pretty similar. It just means not being faithful to God. You're worshiping something else. And murderers and all liars will have part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It just means it's over. It's curtains. Like we've exhausted ourselves with these people. You know, murderers means um, premeditated murder. That's spiritually and physically from your heart. Like if you sit there behind your keyboard, or as some people do, they'll murder people right off their keyboard with slander. And that's what God hates. Slander is what Satan did to God. He challenged God's sovereignty. And when people challenge God's word, that's what they're doing. They're challenging God's sovereignty. When they question God's word, they're questioning God's sovereignty. Ask questions about God's word and earn it. Earn your spot to ask a question. Don't just flip the Bible open. What's this mean? What's this mean? Try reading it. It's a thousand pages, man. It's like it's such a little book. And then you'll start to see the threads pop through. And the threads, the threads are the structural fabric of the key of David, which will open the scriptures for you. Find yourself a teacher and support that teacher. Okay, now let's go on to the next. Verse 9 of Revelation 21. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the last seven plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show ye the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, the place of peace beyond our present comprehension, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. Now John has to describe this in his little flesh mind to our even littler flesh minds. So what he's describing here is a big cube and it's extreme purity. What he's describing, about to describe for us, is, is not um, an inner city, is not uh, a trailer park. And I love people in trailer parks and identify more with those people than anybody because I'm, I'm pretty much a trailer myself. But I'm just saying this is a, a place of purity. It's a nice place. Like they're, like they're not having uh, big bonfires from pallets in the middle and a bunch of, uh, you know, beer cans laying all over the place so watch this how pure and nice this place is having the glory of god in her light was like unto stone most precious even like jasper stone clear as crystal and it had a great wall and high and had 12 gates and the gates 12 angels and the names written on are the 12 tribes of the children of israel so you pay attention to those 12 tribes and you pay attention to that only one of the tribes one of the children of israel 
one of the children of Jacob. Jacob's name, that's his natural name, but his spiritual name, God said this, Israel. Israel is a cipher for Isaac, Sarah, Rebekah, Abraham, and Leah. It means the prince that will rule with God. And here he is, ruling with God. Israel, the 12 tribes. And remember, only one tribe was named Judah. And that just became the Jewish people. But there's a great thread that runs through the Bible about people that tried to grasp on to that name. Like Jews is only one. When people say, oh yeah, the, the, I've had so many people tell me, oh, the laws are only for the Jews. Oh, only the Jews were told not to eat pork. So, well, there was 12 brothers, man. Like, what about Levi? What about Simeon? What about Reuben? What about Dan? What about, you know, there's 12 brothers that made up the 12 tribes of Israel. So people just focus on, oh, it's just the Jews. That book's written for the Jews. No, Israel, 12 tribes, and now it's on the, the eternal temple of God. The 12 names written therein. And on the east gate, on the three east gates, on the three uh, north gates, three south gates, and west gates, and on the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the 12 names of the apostles of the Lamb. That's Jesus Christ's 12 disciples. You know, this is the inner circle. They were chosen before. And so we pay attention to what happened to the 12 tribes of Israel. We pay attention to the parable of the fig tree. And we pay attention to what these 12 apostles said. They're in the inner circle of God. Uh, 15, and he talked with me that had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square and the length is large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height are equal, a cube. And he measured the wall thereof, uh, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel. And, you know, 144,000 uh, seems to be quite a number that runs through the Bible, at least through the book of Revelation here. So it's something to pay attention to. And that's 12 times 12. And 12 is governmental perfection in biblical numerics. So just keep that in mind as you're reading the Bible to pay attention to biblical numerics because they're part of the divine key of David. Uh, verse 18, And the building of the walls of it was of jasper, just a nice, pure, uh, elemental uh, construction materials. And the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the walls in the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, third chalcedony, fourth emerald, fifth sardux, sardis, crystallite, beryl, topaz, chrysoprasis, adjacent, and amethyst. Twelve is governmental perfection. And, of course, these are the twelve stones on Aaron's breastplate, the, the chief priest's breastplate, Exodus chapter 28, for example. Let's uh, move on to verse 21. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. And that's where you get the pearly gates from, obviously. And every and this is post-millennial. So this is after the Lord's Day, after great white throne judgment. This is our eternal inheritance. And I want everybody to be there. Everybody. We don't want to see anybody being cut off from this. Because there, that's three strikes you're out after the millennium period. We had the first earth age where Satan drew in a third of us. 
but we all entertain Satan's ideals to one point or another. It infected us all. God said, how am I going to get rid of this? So he brought in this earth age where we are all passed through the matrix once born innocent of woman. We all, we all swung and missed in the first strike there. Some people worse than others, but it's still strike one. Strike two is a second chance right now. And I'm telling you, by the time you're up there with two strikes against you, if you play baseball, you know the third strike, you don't have as much of a chance. You're going to swing at just about anything. Not to strike out. But you could get called out, third strike, and that's the millennium period. First earth age, before the ice age, second age, after the ice age, right now, third age, as it's written, will be a millennium temple, another age, and then we have what we're reading about now. This is the eternal temple. And this is just the greatest thing. It makes you feel so good inside. God's got your back. He's there for you. He, has, he never will leave you or forsake you. But people leave or forsake God all the time. And then in double jeopardy, they blame God when things go around, when things fall apart in their life, like a cheap lawn chair. It's like, why did God let that happen? If there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. Well, he's, he's not your personal butler. He's, he's not standing there making sure that, oh, you have free will or you don't want free will. Was he supposed to go around fixing everything? Well, this is how he fixes it. He tells us in this little book here. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Not just the greatest thing. And the city had no need of sun, neither of moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the light is and of the and the Lamb is the light thereof. God is there. Emmanuel, God with us, He is there. Why is there no need for sun and moon and all that? Well, we read more about this down in twenty two verse five, but it's Shekinah glory. It outshines the sun. And we're also going to find out down in uh, 22 verse 5. It's, there's a different atmosphere. There's like a refraction of light. There's, it's, it's going to be completely different. Something that our restricted minds uh, can't comprehend at the moment. Verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor it. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of regions and, and there's going to be a hierarchy. Now, these aren't going to be despot kings. These aren't going to be um, communist kings. It's a priestly kingdom. We all know God's word. It's in our hearts. It's in our foreheads as it's written in a few more verses down. I keep getting ahead of myself here. I'll just read. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Again, it's a dip, different atmosphere. Of course, God's not going to douse out the sun. He's going to need to use the sun naturally, like he always has for planet Earth. as a great energy source. It's a great life source. But no, the sun's not going to blast down on the back of our necks when we're walking down the street. It's going to have a different atmosphere, a refraction of light, something different. And it's really not up to us right now to spend much time trying to imagine it because we're so restricted in these flesh bodies. We get to use like a minimal part of our brain as it is. And there's not a, no chance we can comprehend space and time right now. Nobody can comprehend infinity back or infinity ahead. Or when you look up in the sky, comprehend space. It's just, we're really restricted. So just, that's fine. That's how God wanted it. Thy will be done. 
uh, verse 25, and the gates of it not shut, verse 26, and they shall bring who the kings, the people, the leaders of the nations. Like remember in Genesis chapter uh, 1, verse 31, God made all the races of people. He made all his children. And it was very good. They're all our brothers and sisters. That's how we have to look at other people. We look at them through God's eyes. You never look at somebody because of their race, ever. Look at somebody because of the color of their skin or, or judge somebody by their gender or by their wallet. These things, God, does, God cannot stand. We judge people, we look at people, we pray for people, we pray for our enemy that they can let go of the ways and things of the world, and we can all be together here in this great eternity. That's what God wants. God wants us all to come to repentance. All the angels shout for joy when somebody comes to repentance. That just means a change of heart. Have a change of heart about the affairs of time and life and your part in it, your inheritance in it. And they bring glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. Whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. Only they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is for emphasis. All those things are gone away. Like idolatry, worship of heathen gods and deceitful people and pharmacists and poisoners and the people responsible for GMO foods. Like, yeah. Yeah, mankind really knows better. As we destroy this planet at a pace unprecedented. Oh, we're such a modern society. Yeah, 350 million refugees today, somewhere on planet Earth, wandering because of troubles and, and wars and rumors of wars and great deception. Nobody has any certainty what's going on outside of God's Word. People are just absolutely losing their minds with uncertainties, anxieties, and worries. And what God's Word, it gives you a all the certainty that you will ever need. And it's the greatest promises. And these are promises written in the councils of eternity for you. And we're going to do chapter 22 right away, uh, coming right up. But first, my name is Mike. This is a companion chapel. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I do the whole Bible cover to cover, chapter by chapter, verse by verse for you. Please consider supporting the companion chapel in any way. Go to companionchapel.com. Check out the new website as we work on it. And as we work on this church building out here at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, Come on out with your labor, your time, your construction materials, whatever you can do, even food stuff, because I don't have any hydro here, no electricity, no running water, but things are coming together. Be part of it. Be somebody. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want you to have yourself a great day. Bye for now.